Are you standing by, waiting for this year's eBay Open? Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. <laughs> slow today. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So another selling uh, selling on eBay radio show edition gets underway, if I remember what it's called. And uh, we have coming up in today's program eBay Open, the agenda is published and it's a smorgasbord of innovative, cutting edge, never seen before content or a retread of every other year's stuff. We'll find out. And uh, Sharon gets to continue to meet with her friend in brown every day. Oh, goody. And eBay's going to put bots in charge of haggling for us? Sounds like chaos to me. And uh, yes, a new announcement. Sherry loses her shirt on an eBay international shipping shipment. I, I thought that wasn't supposed to happen. We'll find so out. So did I. Anyway, you're asking who the hell are we? Well, uh, Sherry Smith, full-time uh, eBay seller based over there in Colorado. Does a lot of consignment work. And uh, there's a small army of uh, teenagers who work in her basement. Yes, they're multiplying. And Philip's a newly appointed certified refurbished seller on yes. eBay. Yes. Selling high-end audio equipment full-time for over 14 years. And he's definitely unlocked the secrets to niche selling uh-huh. and he's sharing some of those secrets at ebay open i believe so we'll talk about that uh, in just a moment or two uh, in the news this week where we teased it earlier on sherry good news the, from the guys yes. in brown thank goodness the ups strike has been averted and i can stick with my cozy arrangement uh-huh all right very good so that's good news for all of us would have been messy otherwise and as sherry mentioned we have the ebay open agenda for this year's event virtual event last few days of september that is published tickets are well i won't say on sale because they're free uh, <laughs> at the moment and i did check out because they've got these four in-person events like they did last year but different cities and i checked just i mean literally i think hours ago like, which I guess is about a week after they went on sale. And it looked like you could get into all four events still. Which that, I, I was know, surprised. That's amazing. I thought last time it sold out within certainly a day or so, maybe hours. This year doesn't seem quite so excited. But maybe maybe they don't tell you that it's sold out till you put your credit card number in. I, I don't know. You they, you they charge you $25 to attend and then give you a $25 eBay gift card as you walk through the door. So it's kind of a wash. Yeah, but we have our watch parties that yes. we're scheduling all around the world, the U.S. And um, I finally got it together and right. decided to do mine. So Philip's one of the four that are featured on that <laughs> first page. They've been trying for, I don't know, it feels like hey, forever to get everyone to post their details. I don't know whether sailors just got other things going on or they haven't given us the information we need, but uh, the plan, I think, was to try and get all these things posted up to the the site when they started selling tickets. But for whatever reason, some guy's been up there about a month. I was up there the day before. Tickets went on sale. A couple others are posted. Everybody else is girding their loins and getting ready for the big announce at some point in the next few days, including yourself. Well, I posted mine. Oh, you have? But you have to click load more. 
to see uh, yes. anyone pass the first four. Yes. So you guys that got it together and posted yours right away are featured now. And you go to seller events dot ebay to see that yes by the way i think what happens is they rank them in the order that they're t in the by date order so probably because you're a later time zone than those of us on the east coast you get ranked oh. further to the right and therefore off at the edge of the screen i tried yeah. changing the start time of mine from 5 30 to 5 25 in the hope that i'd maybe maybe nudge myself a place to the left it doesn't seem to have worked but it was an experiment I think it's in order of who posted theirs first. Oh, you think? Okay. All right. Well, either way, uh, sellerevents.ebay.com is the place you can find out whether or not there's one near you. I don't think it's too late to have one. I guess uh, you've got a few days to organize that if that's what you plan to do. Um, should be fun. I think eBay's putting a lot of effort into it. There'll be some... Uh, some decoration stuff to make it look special. Refreshments. Uh, they are ostensibly providing some money towards hosting these things. Exact numbers have not been revealed to us, but it's enough, I think, to make it worthwhile that we could rent a nice room, order some appetizers or something like that, perhaps. And then they're going to provide eBay swag. And most importantly, of course, eBay swag will be trucked You've out to go. the location in a secure van. <laughs> That's right. you got to go get your eBay swag. I mean, it's a great, it's a fun way to connect to other eBay sellers in your area and get the eBay swag. So uh, let's shamelessly use this uh, vehicle as a way of plugging our events. Yours is when and where? So mine is on September 26 okay. at 5 p.m. Right. in Westminster, Colorado. So that's in the front range area of Colorado. Very and good. yours is? We are doing uh, the Bar Louis in Winter Park in Orlando again, place we had our meeting with Brian Burke. 5.30, same day, the Tuesday, the 26th. And we kind of were hinting at it a bit last time we spoke. Uh, I can confirm that we have a special guest speaker. Griff yes. is joining our event. We're not flying him out. He's, he's coming in via video. Uh, but he's very graciously agreed to be our celebrity guest of honor to help us launch eBay Open in Orlando. Uh, so that's 5.30 at um, Bar Louis, 26th of September. You can sign up at sellerevents.ebay.com. Also, there's a parallel listing or meetup if you find that more convenient. Find all the details there. It's a fantastic happy hour, cheap booze, half-price food, half-price burgers, Griff on the video, all sorts of fun stuff going on. Yes, I love that Philip <laughs> posts the price of, course. of the, the booze to entice people to this uh to this event, but Griff's also, that's really exciting that he's going to be there. Very nice of him to do that. I know he's probably yes. got a lot of things going on, uh, what with eBay Open going on, so it's good he's giving up some time for that. That's nice. All right, so that's the eBay Open agenda launched and watch parties. Um, modesty forbid, but I would mention that, by the way, on the day three, as you're getting really bored of everybody talking at you and you want to just go do something else with your time, I believe I'm speaking on the last afternoon after oh. lunch on the Friday afternoon. So that's my... Wait, is that your session? That's my seller's presentation session. And that's day three in the afternoon. And then you're also going to have a networking session. That is to be confirmed. I've suggested that rather than try and do things in the, the few minutes of Q&A that get tacked on the end of the presentation, if there's interest, if there's interest, we could do a networking room afterwards. But... That might collide with other objectives of the networking session on that day. So that's a little bit 
open that's a question that we'll figure out over the next week or so um oh i'll take this oh go ahead were you going to say no, more I, about that uh, I'm, I'm forbidden from saying anything other than what's on the oh, site okay um although i might sneak out a little bit more information here and there you never know um and, and to be honest ebay's not signed off on anything yet <laughs> I've, I've i've given them some ideas and i but I, no one it hasn't been through product or legal or anybody else marketing comms. There's a bunch of people that sign off on anything that goes out under their brand. Yeah, everything that's on that event is 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 vetted by various parties, um, and I've not had my content approved yet. I don't think it's going to change, but in, officially, I don't want to push stuff out there that I haven't got sign off on. I don't think I'm doing anything very risky, but you never know. Well, either way, we know you're going to present. We'll just see how secret saucy it is. Well. The idea, I think, is that the worst thing you can do in general terms is to run an event that's the same every year and it's the same presentations where they just go through and change the margin and put a different font and it's done, right? So yeah. I've, I've tried, I've done various rethinks on this and I think that as the iterations have gone past, I've got bolder with it and trying to make it more challenging and ask more questions that just give you this it's about listing stuff that's no great secret and they started off by saying well could you talk about a great title and the right keywords and stuff and i think well geez that's everybody knows that i mean valerie did a very nice presentation a few months back you could pull that up on youtube and i can't do any better than she does so i thought well okay well, let's take that as a start point are there things that i could do that are perhaps more personal to me but i think would be useful at least some of them to to most anyone that sells Yes. And you really are an expert in the photography area as well. So uh, people can learn some really good pointers there too. I mean, what I, my test, I think of a good, if I sit down and watch a presentation for half an hour, if I walk away with two ideas of something I might do differently when I get back to my workbench, then I think that's probably a good use of my time. Yeah. So that's the test I've tried to set myself. It's still work in progress, but the idea is we'll try and cover things that are good and bad for listings. Maybe there'll be something that you think, oh, I should stop doing that. You know what? That's not helping me. Or, oh, there's an idea. I could do that instead. That's what we're trying to get to. Stuff, yeah. and not everything's going to appeal to everybody or work in their particular situation, but hopefully there's enough stuff there that you could pick a couple of things out and go, yeah, maybe I'll try that. It may not be such a bad idea after all. Yeah, I've always found eBay open to be like a time I've decided to work on my business. And I've always gotten a couple of ideas of ways to improve what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So that's the plan. We'll see how it goes. We'll keep you updated. Stick around. And uh, other things in the news. I noticed now, and this has been out there for a while, but I think I've seen it now out in the wild. Uh, now, eBay is complying with one of the new laws that came in which is about revealing seller's contact information in order confirmations, that kind of stuff. So I'm seeing people that I buy from. I see their name and address appearing in the confirmations I get back from eBay. If you think that's something that you don't want to have sent out with your items, if the address they have on file is a residential address, you can apply to eBay to have that suppressed, and they will do so. They're allowed to do so under the law. But by default, it goes into all the order acknowledgements that get sent out on your behalf. So if you don't opt out. If you don't opt out. And now it's, and it's very easy to do. Yeah, it's one it. click or whatever. But it's, 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 yeah. it's going out now. So your personal data is being transmitted. Um, 
if you haven't opted out. So that's up to you. Yeah. And you, I think, are in a test group for a new feature you can explain a bit to us about. Well, I don't know if this is out to everybody. I didn't get the same prompts. You sent me a screenshot of what the, it said new, and I tried oh. to see if I could get the same message on mine. And I, I think it goes to you because you do use uh, best offers. and <laughs> send, I don't offers. use best offer. I use send offers. Okay, that's good. And right. I use it like an addict. And I don't touch that with a barge pole, so I'm not going to be in the early adopter, you know, testy, testy category. So you showed me something that I hadn't seen before, and it looked like there was some more automation going to be applied. Yeah, so I had heard of this because I happened to be in Ooh. a focus group. Now I can say it because it's happening. Oh, okay, all right, good. Right, can't yeah, I? I don't know. Um, but where eBay was talking about if you send offers, you can have a choice to check a box that says automatically send offers on my behalf. And it will go out to, if you've already sent an offer at a certain percent on an item, then you can ha have the box checked that eBay will automatically send it out next time for you when people meet the criteria for you to send them an offer. So it'll just cut down on so you that's that's just it. the heavy browse criteria that clicked on it three times or watched it once. Is that the yeah? Basic that's thing? something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so eBay will automatically send those out for you. Um, I tried to find a little bit more information about it. For example, what happens if it's marked down differently? So I don't know if you would necessarily want eBay to do that because now it might be sending out that offer at, and you already have it marked down to a lower price later on. Oh, okay. So you might forget that you've got this thing enabled yeah. and you might take a slice out of the price and it might go out and make offers doubly discounting. Is that the concern? Yeah, that is a concern. Being that I have over 1,700 items, mm -hmm. so I, I, I do have certain ones that, are thousands of dollars, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to send my normal send offers. So with that, I wouldn't use the eBay option to automatically send right. offers. Right. And you can, you know, just make sure you have it unchecked in those cases. Very good. Okay, so let's uh, look out for that one. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of doing the offers thing. I certainly don't think best offers is, I mean, it depends on the category. But it seems to me, with the whole thing about offers, and eBay seems to be just going crazy over this, and maybe I'm the only person who doesn't go for it, but you know, when you list something, you've got, I think, what, probably 48 hours when you've got the best chance of making that sale. Because that's when everyone who's got a, a safe search set up is going to get an email back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they might put it into Google, it might turn up in Google first time, you get a certain boost on the eBay best match and search because it's new and therefore it gets a certain amount of um, assigned ranking just because it, they have to give it something. So you've got that magical sort of two-day window when you get the most exposure. And to get that later on, you're going to pay for it. But it's free at the beginning. And why you wouldn't put your best price at the time you're getting the maximum number of hits is beyond me. You know... I have never heard that explained in that way. And it makes sense for people who have 
saved searches mm-hmm. that your item will come up. That That's really interesting. Anyway, so that's my – and also going slightly off topic, I, I think as soon as you put a best offer in the thing, you've now complicated the buying decision. Right, but best offer, I just have to say – is different than send offers. It's, I understand. I don't okay, yes. use best no. offer ever mm-hmm. because I agree with you. Yeah. All of a sudden, when I go to buy something, I'm ready to buy it. And then I see best offer and I'm like, oh, shoot, I have to send an offer. And now I have to wait and find out if it gets approved. So it really just slows down the whole process. But I think just going back to my sort of general beef about best offers, I mean, there are certain situations I understand it's just the psychology. I mean, you don't go down the car dealership and just pay them a sticker price on the window. Just You would never do that. Right. Unless it's CarMax or something, and then maybe you feel more comfortable doing that. But generally, you don't. And I think maybe it seems like antiques. There's this sort of, well, what's the best price can you can you do for that? Then That just seems the way the industry works. So, yeah, I can understand you can't fight against the mentality of a whole market segment. But, you know, everything else... I don't know. I mean, people like doing it, and eBay loves it because it shows engagement. It makes people get excited. I, I don't know. I, I Yeah, but that's also – you're very analytical, and I think that probably doesn't work great with people who are analytical. But um, I know that with the clothing and the other things that I'm selling, when I send offers each day – I have things like sell because it was like, oh, I'm getting a bargain. And now they can rationalize, you know, getting this item yeah, for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, if you have any thoughts, <laughs> you have a particular view or a method that you think works for you, then feel free to share. You can give us a call. Just leave us a voicemail. Maybe send us a text, 833-EBAY-723, or check out the website. You can uh, email through that. Uh, that is sell, sell, sell dot online. Halo sales, how's it going? I was so surprised to see, first of all, Philip, you showed me the report that shows you if they were sold via Halo sales or... So this is your promotions direct dashboard, for, if I remember rightly. Yes. And you can pull that, you can pull the list of stuff that's been sold via promotion Promoted listings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it separates them out whether they were a halo sale, a direct sale, and the halo sales are the ones that the person came in through one of your promoted listing ads, went into your store and ended up buying something else within 30 days of coming in through one of your promoted listing ads. So in my mind, everything now was going to sell via halo sales. We thought we'd end up basically 100% of everything being charged at the promoted percentage, and a lot of that would be halo. That was our sort of... Initial take on, on what we thought was a, well, still think it's a money grab on my, at least I think is, from eBay's point of view. You know what was flawed about me thinking that mm-hmm. was that it has to be that person that came in through another item's promoted listing ad, but somebody else who just came into the listing fresh, they're not, maybe this is obvious, uh, I won't be charged the okay. promoted listing All ad right. if they came if the person who bought it came in directly. So by a cursory view, it looked like maybe 10% of mine 
were sold via Halo sales. Is that what you got as well? I, I, from it's a small number because I don't do a vast number of sales and I'm not particularly into the promoted stuff. It was more like 20, 25%, but it wasn't a big sample size. But it yeah, certainly wasn't so a massive proportion of the total. And I'm only right. bidding 2% anyway. It's not as though it's going to kill me. I don't like paying it, but it's not a massive amount of money. Yeah, and I think I have mine maxed out at 8%. So uh, maybe check yours out and see if it's really making a difference of, for you. You know, yes, can see. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think it depends on the kind of stuff you sell. My stuff is quite specific. Someone is looking for a particular item. Normally, they're not going to browse the store for half an hour. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh, a couple of thousand dollars. That looks that's good value. But you know, I'll pick up one of those while I'm here. It doesn't tend to work like that. Um, so I don't. I didn't expect to get a vast number. Uh, I think most of my guys are mission shoppers. They type the model number in. If they like the look of it, boom, they'll buy it. They're done off the site, go to something else. I think that's part of what this kind of clarified mm -hmm. is that most of our sales are from people searching a specific item and are not from people browsing our right. stores as much as we'd like. If we were doing fashion shoes or something, there might be a whole different story. I might, you might have a few from a particular shoemaker or designer. Every chance someone's going to have a look and they'll see what else you got. Yeah. Now, on that note, when I do have someone buy more than one item, then, of course, I notice that the same that they I am being charged a promoted listing mm. fee for all of those items. And that's probably because they bought one, then found the other. OK, so Halo Sales, we did a look at and we thought it wasn't as high as we feared it might be. But that may be the nature of the stuff that we sell. How about you? Let us know. All right. Uh, quick thing here. Uh, eBay has outlawed drop shipping when it's done sort of blind to the buyer. And I have one of these. I've had a couple lately and it's just annoying. I was buying some little tiny like screws and it's like you get like a, a, a compartmentized box with about 20 different things in it. And each one's got a bunch of little screws. And I use them a lot for repairing and fixing loose stuff. Very useful. I paid $16, which I thought was about the going rate for a 700 screws in a little partition box. I thought it was quite quite fair wow, enough. that's amazing. About the same price as AliExpress, which is where I tell the source of all of my bits and bobs from. Um, and the first red flag is, uh, well, the guy's a bit chatty on the old email, but that's some people are like that. And you get a, you get a tracking number from a company called Aqualine. Mm. Aqualine's a middleware company that, as far as I can tell, most of what they do is take Amazon's internal tracking numbers that is that you as a as the buyer see but that you can't publicly search them and convert them into a number that's publicly searchable so aquiline's used by people who use amazon drop shipping to give a tracking number that satisfied the ebay system and here i thought it was a song from the 70s uh, i'll probably, find that for you yeah. so you, you know that aqua I and barbie girl mind. perhaps topical reference oh Maybe. I'm going to find this song okay, for the next good. show. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I think, okay, it's one of those drop shipping things. Let's see what happens. And yeah, sure enough, I get an Amazon, you know, branded poly mailer turns up with a gift certificate inside. So he's lying to Amazon about this uh. being a gift. And I look it up on Amazon. It was like ten ninety nine on Amazon, 16 something on eBay. And, you know, you just feel like a fool. And that's why I think eBay says you can't do that on their platform. It's just not a good buying experience. Also, perhaps more worryingly, is if there's a need for a return, 
then the seller is going to try and shove you through the Amazon return process, which means he's going to email you a QR code. You pop down the local UPS shop. They take it off after you've waited for about two hours for that woman who's got a huge box full of clothing she hasn't organized before she got there and is trying to find everything on her phone and slows the whole Wait, thing down. Wait, can you just print the label also? Can you? Oh, no, not always. No, you get the QR no. code. Now, yeah. yes, they'll accept that at the UPS store, but you've got absolutely no proof that you dropped it off at the UPS store because all that information is now confidential to that guy's Amazon account. Ah, oh, that's the twist there. So if you if he said, well, I never got it back, I'm not giving your money back, you're screwed, basically, because you can't prove easily that you did take it back because the tracking is not publicly viewable. So that's the problem with the dropshipping thing. And it's not thing. through eBay's return. No. So anyway, I was a bit miffed. And if he just says in the listing, I'm, I'm ordering this from Amazon, I don't mind. I mean, I'm, that's fair enough. But he's he's doing it. He's not making any money, and that's the point. So anyway, I I, I do a return thing. I think, well, how he's going to handle this, I don't know. So I do the return. I say, I found a better price. And, of course, these guys all have free returns because they're going to get a pretty frequent set of neutral, maybe some negative feedback from people. As soon as the Amazon thing turns up, they think, well, I've been duped. That's against policy neutral or negative feedback now if he's got free returns he's not gonna that feedback's never gonna hit because he's got protection on that so he has free returns so i i fill in the return thing i say found a better price by the way i'm seeing you're just you know duping amazon out of their shipping money and this is against ebay policy i i found a better price and rather than mess around with me he just gets, says keep it for free so i just get i just get a full refund and i get to keep my box of screws good for you I so to clarify, eBay has outlawed drop shipping Amazon items, which makes sense. But there are a lot of people who drop ship in general, so you're yes. not talking about that. No, I think, and even Amazon can be used as a genuine third-party fulfillment system. You can do that. Mm -hmm. They just don't like you placing the order through Amazon, etc., as a gift, and then manipulating the gift system at Amazon. Yes. And, you know, and it doesn't look it, it's sketchy because it then just, the person realizes they could have just bought it on yeah. Amazon for less. Yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it if you weren't making money on it. So and this guy's not making much money because he's he's charging me 16 something. He's got to pay some eBay fees. He's got to deal with me getting angry with him. He's got to pay Amazon, put some bunch of time into it. I mean, for what? What's his net? A dollar or two? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a stupid waste of time. And he, and he ends up giving it away for nothing. So why bother? I mean, really, if that's your business model, I think you've got to go away, rethink it. Oh, and you know this is being sold as a way to make money by doing nothing. Yeah. To people who, you know, as a scheme to make a bunch of money and it's so easy. So anyway, but I, I thought I'd mention it because some people perhaps aren't aware this is outlawed by eBay, at least it's against policy. And I, I'm pretty sure Amazon ever had the wit to, catch up with you they wouldn't be too pleased either but i don't think they care that much um it's just it's just a bad buying experience it doesn't make you any money it just causes problems you know our advice would be just find some other way of, of making this work i mean for the amount of effort you're putting into this you could be doing a lot better yeah all right uh whilst we talk about uh, people losing money uh you had <gasps> you lost your money on an international shipment. I thought that was I, not going to happen anymore. I'm getting choked up. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> I see you uh, sweating. With, you know how much panicking. I love eBay international shipping, how excited I am about it. You also know, if you've been listening, that 
I have been shipping my UPS items through Pirate Ship so that I can utilize their insurance uh-huh. with Ship Cover, I believe it is, or Ship Saver. I can't remember which one. Anyway, it's so reasonable so that I don't have to deal with UPS mm-hmm. if something needs to uh, go through insurance claims. Anyway, I had an international sale. The item was $417. Don't know where it was going. And I shipped it through Pirate Ship, sent it UPS Ground, but it wasn't breakable. So I didn't purchase insurance on the darn thing because I thought it's going to make it from me to eBay's international shipping hub. And I'm not going to have to worry about it. And then I get a notice from eBay's international shipping team that my box arrived empty, hmm. except for the bubble wrap that was in there. And that here's a picture of it, a box with bubble wrap and nothing else in it. And there will be no more communication from them. And if I want to pursue anything, I can contact the carrier which would be did you did you get the photo from them that showed the state it arrived in not on the original message so i uh had i replied and didn't hear back and then i called ebay and then a few days later i received another message from that department saying i'm sorry we didn't attach the picture here it is and what was what did the picture did that reveal anything interesting no it showed my box with a bunch of bubble wrap in it but had it been it. It was mutilated, had it looked like it had been you know, ingested by a conveyor belt system or neatly sliced open along the along a side or something with a, with a sharp knife? I mean, what what did you infer about the nature of the, the, the criminal involved behind this excavate? What I could infer that no one with a forensic mind sent me the picture because all it was was a picture of an open box with bubble wrap and they didn't show me anything of it closed so that I could Mm. see the, what you're describing. And basically it's just a loss of $417. I haven't even brought myself to trying to contact UPS Although I'm going to, I have to do this. This is one of my big girl things. I just have to make myself do, uh, you know, right alongside banging my head up against the wall. So your coverage would be the $100 default coverage, right? I'm assuming that if something's stolen through UPS, is that all the coverage you get? $100 and also that's included? We don't know where the theft happened because this 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 eBay stuff is handled by a third party provider. I think Ascendir is used for probably a lot of these sort of the duty unpaid stuff. So UPS drops it off probably in some big wheel cage thing to the loading dock of Ascendir's warehouse in Chicago. It probably sits around the loading dock for a few days, gets wheeled in later on, and someone does a acceptance scan and they look inside. Oh, something's gone missing, and it'd be very difficult to prove that it definitely it was handed off from UPS. If the scan doesn't say this was, you know, delivered, split or whatever, um, you know, where exactly that we're missing. And to be honest, I suspect that UPS stuff is very well covered by by you know close to. You know, closed circuit television and stuff. 
Yeah, so... Because we, we had something a while back when we talked about when someone went missing and FedEx picked up the wrong item from me and took it to their depot. Uh-huh. And I finally got through to the cell phone number of the guy that runs the depot. And he said, look, believe me, if, if that was That's on a FedEx amazing. truck... You got that. Yeah, we took a bit of mucking around. My um, gosh. Once I got through to the guy, he says, no, no, believe me, if it was on, if it was on a FedEx truck and it, it got taken off and put on a truck, I will find it because there's cameras everywhere. We can, we can spot everything going through the system. We can see exactly who handled it. There's no hiding places. Wait, now, was that stolen? No, I think it was just someone made a mistake Missing? and then took a long while to sort of do something about it. I, I what did they do, find it? It mysteriously turned up in the mail. Someone had dropped it off at a post office somewhere. Mm. It, it found its way back into the USPS mail stream. As soon as I spoke to that guy and he said, I'm going to pull all the footage from the cameras, instantly it, it suddenly appeared in the tracking number went live on USPS that night. So oh the fact that the, the, someone was shining a bright light at the issue, obviously someone said, oh, oh crap, that's in the back of my car. I better get rid of that thing. You know. And, yeah, and, mine is a piece of medical equipment. Yeah. And it's obviously not with the box. We can't solve it here, unfortunately, but I, I, I no. don't know. I I would suggest there's an equal probability that it, it somehow disappeared in the works maybe after you, UPS scanned it as being delivered. I suspect they're pretty tight in their depots about running this sort of stuff, but I don't yeah. know. So as a takeaway, just so you know, you're not covered by eBay international shipping until they've received it safely complete and send it out themselves. So you're responsible until that. But even happens. so, the decision not to insure was business-wise the right thing to do because the premium is what, 1.1, 1, 1.3%, something like that? Yeah. And if you're not losing one item in 100, you're always better off taking that risk and just writing it off in the event. The one in a 1,000 probably that gets missed goes missing. Yeah. And just eating that one time I bet a the thousand. person who stole it is like, what the hell is this? Yeah, they probably <laughs> thought it was something else. Was there, was there anything on the outside the box that said its value or what it was? No. No. I always try to make things look as dull as possible. <laughs> if there's a customs description, it's sort of like a you know a used you know audio widget or something, you know. Uh-huh. Uh It's just enough to get by, but without declaring anything. That's, oh, that's interesting. I'll have one of those. Yeah. So, okay. Well, sorry about that, but I I, I think you. your decision not to ensure would be something you should carry on doing. And there's no nothing here to say that this is a systematic problem and that you should paying money to somebody else but just yeah thought. well thank you all right uh they sent me an email by the way because you mentioned earlier I, i'm into this ebay refurbished program and this stuff is selling slowly i mean i'm having a few sales and I, maybe they said this to everybody maybe it's just the people that are part of the program there's apparently a powerful new tool to help you succeed with ebay refurbished which is another means of measuring your performance because uh -huh. we haven't got enough of those already. So there's now a special section on my performance dashboard, maybe other people have it too, I don't know, uh -huh. that says eBay refurbish. But when I click on it, it says there's no data, you haven't done any refurbished work. Well, I think I have, but maybe it just hasn't registered yet. I don't know. So, but what's interesting though, the the success criteria for eBay refurbish are super, super confidential. You can't talk about it when you sign up for the program. So. Yeah. I'm wondering how how they're going to report on something that's a super secret on a on a on a site that 
anyone that could access my account could see or how are they not are they not going to reveal the metrics when they publish this thing i don't know it just seems it just seems a strange it seems the whole thing seems strange but i'll let you know as and when uh i get some data and whether it's in any way useful to be honest the metrics aren't much different from anything else as far as i can figure out but anyway i think if well, you're basically at a, a, a seller who's above standard i don't think there's much difference if i remember rightly but i can't remember well, it certainly details. gives credibility when a buyer sees that it's refurbished and they know that it's through eBay certified. Yes, no, I, and they get a year's a year's warranty from eBay on eBay's dime. That's amazing. And I and as a seller, you don't pay anything for that other than jump through all the hoops that you had to jump through uh, to be part of the program, which is not terribly onerous. It has some few things that are annoying, but there we go. So yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. well, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that one. And you've been, you've had a some. You love you. Shipping is always your pet topic, here, isn't it? <laughs> well, is this, this, this time's express mail is in the crosshairs. That's right. I never use express mail, but it's, the truth is, I was mailing something for my sister-in-law, and so I said, "Okay, well, Priority Express, USPS, Priority Express, mm -hmm. says it will get there." by the next day by 9 p.m. All right. So, and then inside of it, I created a label that was a return label so they could send her something back in another day and a half. Well, I used that over UPS second day because mm -hmm. UPS was one more day. And I sent it, and then when she asked if she could, you know, about the tracking, I put the tracking in and instead of it arriving on Wednesday at 9 p.m., which is when it said it would arrive, it said that it was attempt, attempted delivery Friday, two days later than that, and attempted delivery. Hmm. And the information said that they were closed so they would retry that's, the next day. That's the bit I was going to ask you about. There's, there's, there's always a bogus reason why they miss the deadline. Yes. And, and you know, business clothes or customer not available, no access, weather, um, whatever. Anything that basically gets them off the hook, that's the, that's the scan code they put in, I think. And I won't yeah. use that service. This is, this is USPS Express Mail. Domestic Priority US. Express. Priority Mail Express. Okay. And it and was originally it said it would arrive to them, be delivered by the 27th. 29th is when they said they attempted it. Mm -hmm. And the 31st yeah. is when they said they delivered it. It's 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 basically, as I understand it, I think priority mail with a sl but they deliver it just a little bit earlier than they would the regular priority mail run. Perhaps varies a bit depending on where you are. And it's in my experience much worse than if you just sent it priority and took your chances a priority mail would have been because it's going to be on the same truck pretty much all the way until the faster. last mile and because they always fail and and maybe this is just my experience but seems pretty consistent that rather than get a ding on their metrics for failing to meet that obviously they get the, the local someone gets measured on that they scan a bullshit reason code <laughs> that Gets them off the hook, and and then they just deliver it. After that, they can deliver whenever they're passing. No big hurry because they're then not. Then when they said they delivered it on the thirty first, it said to a PO box. 
So my sister-in-law was like, did you send it to this address? Well, I had been smart enough to just take a picture of the label mm -hmm. when I sent it, which was not a P.O. box. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the, mess the lesson perhaps is the this is something that I don't recommend. I don't know whether you'd recommend it going forward. No. We're going to put it on our we don't recommend. UPS is competing aggressively in the sort of two to three day market if it's important. I think they're pretty reliable. Obviously, if there's a storm or something, you're, you're out of luck. But uh, for just regular stuff, I, I would use that if it's, if, it's date, if it's date critical. Yeah. From now on, UPS, second day. Very good. Okay. Uh, that's about it for that. Let's just look at what's coming up in our little diary here. So we've got a few things we talked about. Uh, uh, you mentioned the uh, OB eBay open parties. Yes. Yeah, so you go to sellerevents.ebay.com to look for an eBay open watch party in your area. Very good. And also you can sign up for eBay open, get your tickets for that free of charge. Uh, event taking place last few days in September. Don't forget that your shipping discount coupon ah, yes. is now available this quarter. Very good. And also we could give a quick plug to our friends at Boss. That's right, the Boss Reseller Remix. Those tickets are $345. And that event is October 16th to the 19th, and Adam Ireland's going to be yes. there, right? Yes, all right. Okay, well, we'll uh, let you know if we're going to that one in due course. And uh, if you're following the Steiners case, uh, this uh, we got a few days' time, 10th of this month, There are the there's a video stream of the oral arguments for motions to dismiss. Kind of complicated, but it's a big day in their situation. Finds out whether the thing basically goes to jury trial or not, I guess, or at least how much of it goes to trial. Quite interesting. All right, that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Philip Jackson saying thanks very much indeed for your company. And thanks for being here. And this is Fake Announcer Guy saying, see you next time. Always likes the last word.